I have clients in fields that probably are not going to change humanity or the world uh, for the better. Um, and I enjoy working with them. They're nice people. But when you bring in, certainly in a sector like food tech, uh, where the potential is there, it becomes a passion. And the passion really drives you to help them mm. out and make connections. I try to connect my clients to uh, others who might be helpful to them. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Today, we're on the legal side of tech with Stephen Rosen, partner at the law firm Amit Pollack, Matalon & Co., and he's also Senior Reserves Officer at the rank of Lieutenant Colonel in the IDF. Meet Amit. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you, you know, in the, these 20 minutes about you know, your, yourself, your journey, your career. Today, your, the firm that you're with, that you've been leading, and, and particularly you know, your role within international relations and partnerships between firm, the legal side of the tech world that, that we're all in and this amazing ecosystem. So we're going to have a great time. And, and Stephen, tell me a little bit about, you know, your own personal, you know, journey leading up to this firm. Well, I was uh, born in upstate New York. I grew up in Los Angeles, uh, uh, you know, fairly uh, uh, regular from that perspective. Uh, I spent a lot of my childhood in Israel, mainly summer vacations along those lines. Uh, and I came to Israel for my gap year after high school, and I was signed up for university in America, and I just decided to stay. And I went to law school, uh, straight out of high school in Israel, uh, went to the army after that, and did six years in the army as a lawyer, as a JAG mm -hmm. officer, and finished the army and decided to go into private practice. So, so that year you came to Israel uh, for a gap year. This is a story that, that we hear about sometimes. Not too, not often enough, but, but it is happening. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your perspective coming in straight out of high school, upstate New York, and you're, and, and all of a sudden you're finding yourself in Israel. What was it about this place that made you, you know, choose to do something as, I, I wouldn't say extreme, but as, as meaningful as staying here and at the end enlisting for a six-year service? That, that doesn't go away, you know, just easily. Right. So, uh, you know, I grew up in LA. It was pretty common for a lot of the, uh, my peers and my friends to come to Israel for a gap year after high school. But we were all signed up for universities in America after that. But I was here and in the middle of the year, I called up mom and dad. I said, listen, I don't see myself leaving ever. This is, I see wow. my future being here. Uh, you know, I just, I just loved it here. And, uh, you know, thankfully it's worked out really well. Israel, uh, certainly nowadays is a very modern country. You can get everything. Uh, it's a great place to be. It's, uh, we're very fortunate uh, for many aspects uh, to be in Israel. Uh, 100%. And it, you know, it's not Israel of the 60s or the 70s of the last uh, century, but amazing. Uh, 100%. Yeah, we're still working on our Amazon Prime, but we'll get to that uh, one day. Right. Uh, but, but you're, but, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And it, so it's you not perfect here, you know. <laughs> did you know that, that law was was in your trajectory, you know, coming into Israel after high school, was it was it obvious to you you're going to go into law? Um, it wasn't obvious uh, from the outset. Actually, a lot of people who knew me growing up 
uh, were a little surprised that I went to the law because they thought I was going to go into something, you know, computer science, uh, technology. That's what I was very involved with uh, since a young age. Uh, so I found a different way of doing that. I, I decided to go into law, uh, something that, that did interest me for many years before law school. And uh, I deal in tech law. Uh, so I deal in innovation, I deal with a lot of startups, I deal with multinational companies that are coming to Israel to invest in Israeli technology. Uh, so I've kind of found the way to mesh the passion for technology, for computers, together with the law. Right. And being, you know, in legal within a military setting, what, what was that like for you? Oh, that, that was very interesting. It's, uh, uh, I dealt with a lot of policy. So you come into the army, you're fresh out of law school, uh, you have zero legal experience, and all of a sudden you find yourself, I personally found myself, I was in the general staff, which is military headquarters, uh, uh, based in Tel Aviv, and you find yourself dealing with very senior uh, military officers who have been in combat uh, situations, uh, have led many troops into battle, and now you're setting policy for the military at large. So I remember my first day uh, of military service and my commander, uh, said, it's like a pendulum and you're making a decision. And he says, one small little change up here where you are swings the ball very widely at the, at the bottom for the rest of the military. And we have to be aware of that. Very interesting. I worked with people that, um, I don't think I'll ever get the chance to work with again. I, I do in my reserve duty, but, uh, the ability to have that great an effect on the army is unbelievable. Right, and and you know your your relationship also with um, with Israel with Judaism as well. You know it resonates, I think, throughout your career as well. Whether it be through your long term work with uh, Project Genesis, Torah uh, so that and dating back all the way to the inception of the internet, really, right? So you're talking about your experience yeah. in computer science. You you were there when computer science was just taking off as a demo, as a democratized field that allows many others to to enter it. But now also in your reserves, you've been advising to the chief military rabbi, right? Which is also very, very, I'm sure a very interesting experience talking about swinging the ball, the military setting, being both very innovative, very combatant, but at the same time, respecting the, respecting the country that we're in and the, and the Jew, Jewish part of the military. Uh, definitely. It's a very interesting position. I've been working with the current uh, chief military rabbi for 16 years now. Uh, and I work anything that, uh, if you're in Israel, certainly that you see in the news that has to deal with religion and the military, uh, I've dealt with and I'm dealing with on a, on a regular basis, on an active basis. Uh, I represented, I was, I was the representative, the minister of defense in the Knesset recently with respect to a law that was being, uh, deliberated on, um, in my Miloim, uh, so, uh, which is reserves duty in Israel, uh, and yeah. so it's very interesting. I'm dealing with a high, high policy, uh, high level policy decisions that are being made. And the flip side, also, I receive uh, delegations from foreign militaries that are coming to visit the IDF Rabinet. So I've received many delegations from the U.S. military on, and we collaborate on operative matters. So for me, the ability to, it's kind of like my hobby, uh, this reserve duty, to mesh uh, my day-to-day -day working on technology and law, and then being able to go there and bring all of my knowledge and figure out a way to mesh it into dealing with uh, military policy is just unbelievable. Fantastic. So, so uh, transitioning more to the private sector, 
Uh, over the last uh, almost 16 years, today a partner and head of international relationships with Amit Polak, Matalon and Co. Tell me, you know, if you were talking about the firm for a second, so just so we have the context of, of, of where you've been these last uh, 15 and a half years, well, what is this firm that you're a part of and, and, and why specifically this firm? There's a lot of different firms here. You're right. There's actually very many good, uh, very, many very good law firms in Tel Aviv that deal in the tech sector. Um, uh, APM has been around for many, many years. It's been around since 1956. Uh, and it deals with all areas of commercial law. Um, very nice people, very personable. Uh, we try to be very hands-on uh, with our clients. Uh, you know, obviously, we're all good lawyers here. And there's a, a lot of very good lawyers in Tel Aviv. Uh, but it, it's a very personal firm, very nice people. Uh, that's kind of what draw, drew me to the firm and what's kept me here over the years. Uh, and the firm has grown together with all of the other firms in Tel Aviv, uh, each at their own pace, but uh, we've kept up with the pace. And uh, being a partner here has just been an amazing experience. Uh, the work that we do here is unbelievable. Being able to work with multinational clients who are thinking about Israel uh, or some of them actually weren't even thinking about Israel, and I managed to interest them in Israel, which to me, to be able to mesh the Zionism and the technology and doing better for humanity and having it come outside of Israel has been a very fulfilling experience. Uh, you know, there's the saying that we like Israel to be a light unto the nations and to be able to do that from a tech perspective, to bring good Israeli technology to the world develop it, have it uh, uh, better humanity has been amazing. And I've, I've been able to uh, mix all of that together with my own profession. So it's, it's, a, it's a triple win, basically. It's, it's for the country, for humanity, and for me personally also. And we see it so in many different So within APM also, you know, in... You're holding a variety of very interesting positions that are also, you know, quite, quite modern in their, in their importance. You know, on one hand, you have still the connection to Israel, the, you know, your role within, you know, working with the Israel Innovation Authority, really understanding its tracks, its benefits. This is something that's ongoing and that's, I believe, pretty recent in the ecosystem, this ability for a government to come in and, and by policy, you know, increasing the innovation and, and, and augmenting it, incentivizing it. At the same time, you're also chairing the food tech and ag tech sectors and companies that, that work with APM. So also two fields that that are relatively newer in their spotlight and in how they're, you know, Israel has always been a, you know, a, a magic place for agriculture and, and food, but but now we're, we're seeing software also enter it pretty dramatically. So the choice of working in these fields, how, how did that come about for you? Probably like a lot of, good things that happen in life by chance. Uh, I didn't direct myself mm. to the innovation authority. Uh, that happened very much by chance. The same thing with food tech. Innovate Israel, just a little background of the Israeli Innovation Authority. They are a long arm of the Israeli government. They pump significant money into the Israeli tech sector every year in order to encourage innovation and to get the private entrepreneurs uh, uh, running to help their companies get off uh, the ground, but they also help them in advanced stages. An amazing, amazing unit of the government. Uh, they have set off a lot of the Israeli innovation 
And when I speak to foreign delegations who come here, foreign lawmakers from the US, from Europe, who come here and try to figure out how we're doing it in Israel, that's one of the things that I talk to them about. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of different uh, ingredients in making it happen in Israel. And they say, so what? We have to provide tax incentives? They say, no, tax incentives aren't going to do it because tax incentives mean you're making money and now you're going to pay less taxes than you would otherwise. Here, it's before these companies are, have even made $1 of revenue, way before that, years before that. The Israeli government is pumping money, giving, literally giving them money in order to operate. And they hope something will, good will come out of it. Uh, and if something does come out of it, then the Israeli government uh, will start to get their money back. But the economic effect, the layers upon layers of what's happening are unbelievable. And that's why they've increased the budget of the Innovation Authority year after year after year over the past few years. And it's really had a big effect, uh, a positive effect on the Israeli tech sector. Uh, food tech, uh, it just started by chance. We started with one client in that sector uh, and you saw it, it worked out well. And then we said, okay, why don't we, uh, and then we, you get another client in that sector and then, you know, you're on a roll and you see you get more clients in that sector and you become a real believer. Uh, you become really passionate for the field. Uh, the ability for food tech to change humanity for the, uh, and, and the environment and the planet, you don't think of food tech as being something necessarily good for the environment. Uh, when you start off, you say, okay, we all eat three times a day, but what are we putting into our bodies? How are we growing it? And that's where food tech has the real uh, ability or potential to be a game changer. It's We've seen companies that are going to grow steaks in a lab as opposed to growing cows and then taking them to the slaughterhouse to eat them. So they're not trying to convince people not to kill animals for the sake of the animals. They're saying, here, we're going to create an alternative. So if you're a meat eater, you might be able to reduce your consumption of an animal that was grown and get something that tastes basically the same, has the same nutritional value, if not better, but it's going to be better for the planet. So that's very interesting. And then there's all these other companies, you know, maybe they'll replace sugar uh, in your food with a protein that gives off a sweet tasting uh, uh, flavor. And, and the list just goes on and on. And this is all coming out of Israel. So it's amazing. So, you know, in your position from the firm's perspective and from the company's perspective, so obviously there's a part of, you know, believing in this vision, believing in the mission, you know, understanding the product better. What, what, is, what are the benefits for the companies having a lawyer like yourself that, that really understands this field, that has experience specifically in where if we're talking about food tech, ag tech, you know, what, what is the benefit of having a, a, a lawyer that really understands this field and has experience in it rather than just a... You know, a lawyer that is great and has great understanding of tech and M&As and, and, and financial rounds, what, what are, where is the differentiation here? Where is the added value? Well, we're, we're in a service sector. So you're not walking into a supermarket, taking something off the shelf and putting it in your cart. Uh, you're working with people. So it all comes down to the person you're working with, whether you get along with them, are they going to make your life easier? Are they going to uh, take problems off of your desk? How they're going to deal with it? And what value are they going to bring? Do you, do you like working with the person? So obviously the, the starting assumption is that they're good at what they do, that they know what they're doing. Uh, but, but beyond that, right. it's the question is whether they care about what uh, you're doing as a client. Um, are they passionate about what they're doing? So yes, I have clients in fields that probably are not going to change humanity or the world uh, for the better. Um, and I enjoy working with them. They're nice people, 
But when you bring in, certainly in a sector like food tech, uh, where the potential is there, it becomes a passion. And the passion really drives you to help them mm. out and make connections. I try to connect my clients to uh, others who might be helpful to them in a non-legal uh, uh, method or non-legal way to try, just try to help their business along, to make introductions, to see what we can do for them in a non-legal setting. And my clients feel it. They feel that I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And that's what really makes it uh, uh, different coming to work every day and to know you're not just a, a pencil pusher. Uh, you're not just filing the papers or, or creating the documents. You're doing something that you feel might have a real benefit to the world at large, for our children, for our grandchildren, and you're enjoying it. And that makes all the difference. So the, well, what are the modes of interaction really between yourself and a client, perhaps, in, in, in the line of business that you're in? What, what, where do these points of interaction come across? Is it mainly, you know, you know every few years, once there is an, an interesting legal activity that is happening, like a financing round or a liquidation event, or is it more ongoing? And so in, in other words, also, how do you keep up with what's happening with a company between these, you know, legal work that needs uh, to be so done? So I've been very blessed that uh, I like working with my clients. I don't uh, have any clients that I don't enjoy working with. Uh, I, I appreciate that that might not be the situation for most lawyers, certainly not if you're just getting started. But uh, over the years, I've been able to refine it in that perspective. And I speak with my clients on a regular basis. I enjoy keeping up with what they're doing, understanding where they are. They will call me up and ask me for advice, for business advice. Uh, how do we deal with a certain situation, not just from a legal perspective, but how do we deal with it uh, from a business, uh, from a strategic perspective? Uh, how do we deal with a, a certain situation that has arisen? What do we propose? And that's where we bring a lot of value into the equation. Uh, just the law. While it's interesting, uh, it's not interesting enough. Uh, it's the, the ability to be able to get involved in the business side of things. That's what we get involved with. That's what uh, they consult us with. So we become really involved on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's why clients might call me up on a Friday morning and I'll take their call because I, I believe in what they're trying to achieve. And they want to speak to me because the situation has arisen where we, they need my advice. Incredible. If you're looking now in your, you know, your journey, you're just saying, what, what, what really gets you going you know, in, in what you do? I'm hearing the passion for the domains. I'm hearing the passion for working with the clients. I'm hearing the passion for Israel. Where I'm also hearing the passion for being able to, to work with a variety of different problems and a variety of different projects. Where, where, where are these really magical moments that you're sitting back and saying, wow, I'm so lucky to be doing this. Well, it's not uh, uh, Thursday night at three in the morning, that's for sure. <laughs> at that point, you'd rather be uh, 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 sleeping in bed at home as opposed to in the office. And those moments do arise. Um, it goes together with, uh, with this field of law. Uh, but the moments arise when you see clients succeeding and you know that you were very involved. And what happened when the client turns around and says, thank you, Stephen, for helping me make this happen. And uh, that's, that's an amazing moment that you say, listen, I had a real difference here. I just, for example, uh, there was a tender uh, to operate uh, technological incubators that was published by the Israeli Innovation Authority. And one of the groups that won was my clients. And we helped them put the consortium together in a field called space tech. New field 
that is is uh, you know coming out in Israel uh, over the world. You see Elon Musk uh, and others, where you can go in. Basically, if you have enough money, you can buy a ticket to fly into space. So, and, and people are talking about going back to the moon, but the moon is not the, the new challenge. It's going to Mars has become the challenge. So you see these people in space tech, and we're going to develop here in Israel technologies that will deal with it. So this consortium of companies was a consortium that uh, me and my partners put together. We literally connected investors, multinationals to entrepreneurs in order to go in and vie for this tender. And they turned around and said, guys, thank you so much, Stephen and your partners. You were the ones who made this happen. And I very much believe in the butterfly effect. So if we look five years from now, 10 years from now, the companies that will come out of this incubator uh, that will be developed from here, that will receive their first investment from here, I have a hand in that in my own little fashion. And it's just amazing to look at that and the potential when you go down the line as to what might come out of this for humanity. Wow, I really had the ability to make this happen. So that to me is bringing a lot of value to the client and I enjoy it. It's so not just business. It's being there, being actively involved. I love it. So nice. I love it. I, and I think that that sentence, it's so not just business. Uh, it, I think that really summarizes and captures the theme of this conversation. And Stephen, I really want to thank you for, for your time here and for, for the energy and for, for the great work that you're doing, not just for your clients, but also for the state of Israel. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it as well.